What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawked. I am your host, Rob Fox. I am joined, as always, by Dan Holloway, Braves super fan. Mm. Uh, and we're almost there. There's one series left before the unofficial halfway mark. Everyone's past the halfway mark just a smidge, but the unofficial halfway mark of the year. The All-Star break is coming up. Before we get into that very important last series, which... Um, uh, is the title's about or whatever. Uh, I don't think we actually mentioned that the Braves got eight fucking all-stars. Yeah. That's a shit ton. I believe that breaks our record from like 98 or something mm-hmm. like that when everybody... I think I think we got like Walt Weissen as a starting shortstop, though. I'm not necessarily sure that was what it should have been, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, he played good defense. Yeah. I think he hit 300 that year. He did. That was... his. He had his best offensive year for us, I believe, where, yeah, it... Um, uh, um, for him, you know, light hitting shortstop, but yeah, hit, hit had a good batting average mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but man, eight dudes, and I honestly like all of them deserving. I I don't. I guess you could say maybe Arcia is not the starter at shortstop. All things being equal, but at the same time, I don't know that a shortstop in the National League has been better than him over the course of the year. Dansby certainly has more wins above replacement. Um, but not as good of a hitter as RC has been, even though RC has cooled off. But everybody else, I mean, all the other starters make sense. Olsen um, could have been a starter, but I, I mean, Freeman's, I think, a fine choice, for a totally justifiable choice for starter. Uh, and obviously, Olsen deserved to be there with the amount of home runs he's hit and everything. Albies, uh, obviously, you got to start Acuna and um, Murphy, who've been two of the best players in baseball for yeah. the first half. Um and then El- and then you have Elder, who I think is still the NL ERA leader. Um, um, let's see here. Yes, yeah, he is. He's just ahead of uh, Kershaw. Okay, so a tenth of a run. Kershaw, by the way, making a uh, strong push for another Cy Young. Yeah, I mean they should honestly just LeBron him and keep signing him to one year deals mm-hmm. until his fucking arm falls off. At this point, it's not a bad idea, and he's going to get twenty mil a year, thirty mil a year. So who cares, right? Also, like he uh, is not that old, right? He's thirty five, but there's a lot of miles on that arm. There is, but I mean, you know, he's I mean Ver- Verlander's what like seven years older than him, yeah. six years older than him. Scherzer's mm-hmm. five years older than him. Um, yeah, I think Kershaw's. It's it's interesting. We, we're not going to see 300 game winners again, but there are um, there are a number of very clear Hall of Fame pitchers right now. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if I can find. So <clears throat> Verlander for sure, Zach Greinke for sure, Max Scherzer for sure, Clayton Kershaw for sure. Wainwright, maybe. I don't know I don't, about him. I don't think he gets it. Wait, he, wait, zero awards, right? Yeah. No Cy Youngs, no major milestones, really. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of where it ends. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Bumgarner gets a look because he won World Series and stuff. But other than that, I'm not – like the the next crop of Major League Baseball pitchers that are going to be – Hall of Fame eligible anytime soon, like over the next 10 years. I don't see anybody else other than those t- four guys. Let me look at the wins of just 
kind of quick and dirty wins above replacement from 2008 to 2023. That is when uh, Kershaw joined the league, right? Yeah, two, so, uh, 2008, yeah. Um, so, no, outside, outside of those four, not really um, that we named. Number five is Chris Sale. And by the way, there is a 14-point drop-off between four and five. Granky's mm-hmm. got 60 wins above replacement on the dot. Um, although, unfortunately for him, he's more likely to go backwards than forwards in that number yeah. at this point. But, yeah, then you get Chris Sale, uh, who's at 46, Cole Hamels at 45, Lester at 45, Hernan- Felix Hernandez at 44-9, Wainwright at 42, and then Jacob deGrom, who acc- accrued 42 wins above replacement in only seven starts, actually, yeah. which is impressive. But Yeah, Clay- Kershaw is about a, t- a three to four wins above replacement pitcher on an, on an average year. Right now he is uh, he's at 79 and a half. Um, which ranks him 26th all-time. And 20th all-time is Fergie Jenkins at 84.2. So he's going to be top 20 all-time. He's definitely in. Same with Verlander. He's at 78.6, but he'll pitch um, probably one more year after this, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, And he's going to get above 80 as well. I think this is probably Grinky's last year, right? I don't know if he said that or not. I So he hasn't. He's such a weirdo. You never know. my only he's 39 by the way yeah. my only assumption with him is that maybe well he should reach 3,000 strikeouts this year he's got about 54 to go uh grinky yeah yeah i think he if he hits 3,000 strikeouts this year he's he's gonna hit the eject button um and and he's good to go i mean he's got 200 wins 3,000 strikeouts i wonder if what do you think the new win number is gonna be 250 I don't know that anybody's getting to 250. I think maybe it just goes by wins above replacement, to be honest. I, it's crazy that Kershaw only has 200. I don't know that he'll get 250. No, he won't. I, I, I don't think so. I mean, he let, let's say he's got seven years left, not including this year. Right. right? He's 42, 43 when he retires. Doubtful because he's had some arm trouble. Um, even with that liberal estimate – doubtful he's going to get 50 wins in that time period i right. don't think um it's it is interesting to see there aren't many pitchers above 65 that don't that aren't in the hall of fame there's uh kurt schilling who absolutely should be in the hall it's it's, it's in, that probably is the most current egregious non-hall of fame player other than maybe andrew jones oh he he yeah it's a it's insane. It's more egregious. Well, I don't know if it's more egregious. It's it's you know what's so funny about that is that like these baseball writers hold and we're just going wildly off script here, but I don't care because I this actually pisses me off. These mm-hmm. baseball writers hold these two like distinct opposing points of view where you could argue that they're keeping Kurt Schilling out because they think he's a racist or whatever, mm-hmm. while keeping Andrew Jones out for reasons that someone who thinks Kurt Schilling is a racist would call racist. Yeah. Like, I think that they sort of put this, <clears throat> they, they look at Andrew Jones as sort of a, an oaf, lazy, low work ethic, right? He was too flashy. He was too smooth. Didn't look like he was working hard enough. Does that sound like something any textbook liberal you know would call yeah. fucking racist? When yeah putting it on a, a non-white player. Mm-hmm. And then you have Kurt Schilling who, uh, you know, posted a lot of dumb memes or whatever, but I don't give a fuck. His play alone makes him worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. You're making some, like, 
half-assed political statement that's going to get wiped away when players, including a lot of non-white players, vote him into the Hall of Fame through the Veterans Committee? Yeah, it's pretty weird, huh? So what the fuck are you doing? Like, what the fuck even is that? It doesn't, it doesn't make it. It's so fuck. I mean, look, there's a million different ways that they fuck shit up voting in the Hall of Fame, so why not add two more to the list? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, hold on a second. I'm looking for a This s- is the same group of people who uh, try not to give anyone 100% of the vote, even if they're fucking Greg Maddox. Yeah. Or Ke- who was the first that got 100%? Rivera? Yeah. Okay, so Ken Griffey Jr. didn't get 100%. No, he didn't. I think Rivera did, and I think Jeter may have as well. <sighs> I don't remember. But, but uh, of course, it was a fucking Yankee that got 100%. Right. Um, yeah, and I a closer. I, I don't understand how you can... Like, if, if that is indeed the attitude towards Andrew Jones, that he just didn't, <clears throat> that he didn't work hard enough. Or didn't seem or like whatever. he was working hard enough. Yeah, it's like he has, uh, let's see, defensive run save cur- for career. If you look above him on the list, it's shortstops and catchers only. Right. right? Um, he's got 24.4. Um, Willie Mays who's widely considered to be the best outfielder of all time, defensive outfielder of all time, mm-hmm. uh, has well, 18.2. He'd be, be on the short list for offensive as well. Uh, sure, yeah, but it just for defensive purposes, yeah. Um, Willie Mays isn't even in the same ballpark defensively on any statistical category. I think um, I think Andrew, for not defensive run saves, but what's the other one? Um, outs above average or yeah, some shit like that? Yeah, there's outs above average and runs above average. Yeah, something like that. I, I think... <clears throat> one of those two, Andrew Jones is like 30 or 40 ahead yeah. of everybody else, including Willie Mays. I think Willie Mays is second. <laughs> um, so he's very clearly the best. Though, but it was too easy for him, you know? Yeah, it looked, it looked too easy. But then the other, like there's another guy called Jim McCormick who's got 76.2 war. He retired in 80, uh, 1887. Sure, yeah. So who cares? Um, and then there's Max Scherzer, who's still active. Rick Rochelle. Um, I don't remember him much. Uh, I think he retired in the early 90s, um, but uh, never won any awards either. I think the closest he came to Cy Young was third place. Okay. Um, And he didn't really – I don't even know if he had a 21 – he had one 21 season. He won 214 games, but I think back then when he would have been eligible, the 300 wins was kind of the – the status quo. They didn't really know what wins above replacement were back then. For sure. And then one kind of head scratcher is Kevin Brown. At He's the 40th all-time in wins above replacement. I kind of feel like he should be in the Hall of Fame. What's his? Uh... 67.8. But he only won 211 games. He's kind of in that middle ground. He had 2,400 strikeouts. He's like in that middle ground between right. the, the 300 wins and the wins above replacement group. Yep. And he's just kind of left out. Dude, 67. I mean, that poor guy... There's a lot of hitters that get uh, from that era mm. um, undervalued because everyone was a, a fucking science experiment and, you know, roided out of their mm-hmm. minds, hitting mo- – like uh, a, a good example of that is uh, John Olrude would be, mo- I think, much more valued in today's yeah. game. People talk about it a lot. But Kevin Brown was the same way. I mean, dude, you had – I mean, it might be, it might be the greatest era for pitchers of all time. I, if The fact that the, we're looking right now and there's only four surefire Hall of Famers, like think about you just the three on the Braves alone. Yeah. And then you've got Pedro. Clemens, Pedro, Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling. Yeah. I mean, fuck. 
The, f- the fact that you had... Mike Mussina was a pretty clear Hall of Famer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of those years in their primes, mm-hmm. Kevin Brown was almost or as good of a pitcher as pretty much all of them. Yeah. I mean, Clemens didn't help anybody out by winning seven Cy Young Awards. Right. You know what I mean? He yeah. kind of fucked a lot of people over. Olerud won a batting title, which is like, as far as black ink goes for a Hall of Fame monitor... That's pretty good. He also did it in the year when his team won their second consecutive World Series. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird that he didn't get a look, to be honest. Um, it, it, he just, I mean, for the time, was not sexy. And plus, he was, a, he was a bitch. He wore a helmet out in the field. Well, that's because he had some kind of brain retardation uh, of some sort. But <laughs> uh, I he, mean, had, he had 58 wins above replacement. That's pretty good. 58 and a, hun- and a 130 WRC plus for a career. That's what do you want this man to do? He was ve- he didn't slug very much. I'll give I'll say that four sixty five slugging percentage, but a three ninety eight career on base percentage, mm-hmm. two ninety five career. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, batting average. Um, yeah, won a couple World Series. Was on those good Mets teams of the late. I guess maybe if he had stuck around with the Mets for that second World Series, or for their World Series uh, uh, run in 2000, but he had moved to Seattle by then. Um, but yeah, he won two World Series with the fucking Blue Jays. I don't know what you want out of this guy. Just ne- he, the, His brother's probably never hit more than 20. He never hit 25 home runs in a season. Who, John Olerud? Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, uh, he was a doubles guy. Yep. That was value. I mean, so Mark Grace is the same way. I think Olerud was probably a little bit better than Mark Grace. He... Um, uh, uh, Olrude has on the button 500 doubles. That's a lot of doubles. That's a shit ton of doubles. I guess Mark Grace hit 300 for his career. Okay. But he's not in the Hall of Fame either. How many hits does he have? And he won a World Series, too. Grace uh, did? Yeah, with uh, he was on that 2001 Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks okay, team. Yeah, yeah. He has 2445, so a couple, 100 more than Olrude. Yeah. Never, Olrude. He never sniffed an MVP, though. Um, Never, never had a batting title. I think the only thing he ever led the league in was grounding into double plays. <laughs> Look, I I'll say this: I'm fine with keeping John Olrude out of the Hall of Fame, but if he's not in the Hall of Fame, that's about right where the cutoff is. Yeah, because that's a f- really fucking good career. Mm-hmm. That's not like you were good for five years or oh, remember that guy? It's not like Mo Vaughn or something, right? Like this guy was a fuck. And and I I think today in today's game he would be worth a lot more. He was really good defensively, too, as far as I know. Um, Olerud, yeah, he was extremely good defensively. Um, but, yeah, that uh, – anyway. Yeah, who cares? So the Braves are second in Major League Baseball in batting average. They're one point behind the Rangers, um, who are on the decline now. So we'll see. Maybe we catch up with them. Mm. But it's 275 to 274 right now. First in home runs. Um third in RBI, and then obviously first in wins, but second in ERA, and fourth in saves. So looking pretty when – you're, when you're in the top five on, on the offensive and defensive side, that's usually pretty good. Goddamn insane. Uh, we play the Rays, who, by the way, are also – they're definitely top three offensively. I know we're tied with them for Team WRC Plus mm-hmm. to lead the league. And then uh, – they don't pitch too bad neither. Uh, I think they're they're certainly a top ten team in, in team ERA. Uh, should be a good series. Starting yeah, they're uh, 
fourth. Okay. They're, they're about 10 points behind us. Okay. Yeah, they're fucking great. Uh, should be a really good series this weekend. Yeah. They're uh, also, like, I think seventh in home runs or sixth in their third in RBI, so they're right there with us. On both sides, of, we're, we're obviously quite a bit better on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. They got off to a crazy hot start, but it's, this is not a not good team. This is a very good team. This is a fucking ridiculous team. I, the, I, I was looking down the um, – And Kevin Cash is the best manager in baseball yes. by far. Yes. Like nobody's agree. even close to that guy. I would agree with that. Um, I was looking up and down their lineup <laughs> and everything. Um, so we get, thankfully, the, the heart of our rotation going against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morton tonight, Strider tomorrow, Bryce Elder uh, on Sunday. So two all-stars. And and then Char- Uncle Charlie. Uh, but, man, this Tampa Bay lineup fucks. Well, actually, first I'll say we face – we miss, uh, what, McClanahan? Yeah, I don't. Did he pitch yesterday, or did they skip him and bring somebody up because he's on the IL? He is. Uh, yeah, he's missing the All Star game, um, but so we miss him either way. But we still catch uh, what is it, Eflin? Um, yeah, Eflin on the back end. So they're and Taj Bradley and, is and the other one. Taj Tyler Bradley. Who, who cares? Glasnow's having kind of a down year, but you never know with that guy. He might come out and strike out ten people. Yeah, he's he's still very legit. But man, their lineup. We uh, we're gonna talk about how much the Braves lineup fucks in a minute, but this Rays lineup it fucks pretty good mm-hmm. on its own. We are tied, like uh, like I said, for WRC plus. Um, but goddamn, dude, Wander Franco, Randy Arazarina, and Luke Rayleigh, all uh, Isaac Pedreas, uh, Yandy Diaz, uh, Josh Lowe, all of those dudes are over one twenty in WRC plus, mm-hmm. and then you've got Jose Siri and. Uh, Harold Ramirez at 119. I, I like it's just these dudes don't fucking stop. And hey, our old friend Christian Betancourt is on the uh, on the team catching baseballs for him. Yeah, he's not bad. Speaking of, uh, not to get too far off topic here, but speaking of reclamation projects, uh, Christian Pache is playing good baseball now. Finally, oh good. So somebody changed, and he's with the Phillies too, which kind of pisses me off. But right, the Phillies hitting coach. I can't remember the guy's name. I looked it up the other day. <laughs> But change something in Pache's swing, and now this motherfucker's hitting three ten. <laughs> and how many at bats? Um, not many. It's like eighty at bats, I okay. think. Or no, it's forty. Forty at bats. Kevin Long. <clears throat> Kevin Long. Yeah, that's it. He uh, look. I'm not gonna regret letting him go no. early anytime soon because he was part of the Matt Olson yeah. deal. So whatever, you know, got to give it up. And you know, if he hadn't. Uh, been traded we might have traded ended up trading michael harris yeah fuck that <laughs> um but christian Betancourt's having a pretty he, he's a good middle of the road he's a very good defensive catcher that's yes. why that that's the kind of stuff like tampa bay plays like an old school national league team like a national league team from the 80s or 90s that's yeah. kind of how they set their their lineup so uh yeah they, they've got a they're good they're good we're we're a step ahead i think but this is that kind of I, look, I don't think there's. I don't think this is a very meaningful series. No, I mean, look. At the end of the day, it's still just a series <clears throat> mm-hmm. in the middle of the regular season, right before the All Star break. Um, you can use it as a measuring stick, or you, but like to an extent. But you, you always really read too much into it, right? I mean, we we I think beat the Phillies pretty good last year during the mm-hmm. regular season, and then they came out and beat us three one in the playoffs. So it is what it is. Um, as far as that goes, but it'll be interesting to see how they match up because it is you do get the heart basically of both teams in terms of rotation mm-hmm. and obviously the lineups are going to be there. And both the rotations aren't, but both lineups are more or less healthy as well. Um, now 
very different um very different six uh recent success for these two teams mm-hmm. the braves have won like i think 28 of their last 35 games or 30 34 games or some shit like that yeah we only it's i ridiculous. think it's out of 34 because we <clears throat> lost five games in the last yeah. month ish um time. and nine and one in the last 10 and uh the rays have lost five in a row got swept so, by the Phils. yeah uh look out the fightings yeah um it, it's the Rays are a good team. You're always going to have struggle periods during the season. I mean, we got swept by the fucking Athletics. We got swept by the A's. Did we get swept? No, I think we just lost the series. Maybe it was the series. But we, we, who did we get swept by? The Diamondbacks or something? We got oh, swept by the good. Astros. Oh, the Astros. That's right. But the Astros were all banged up. They they were like yeah, they're still they're, banged up. Yeah. Um. So shit happens. I don't read too much into that either. Um. But this is a good. I, I think this is just a fun series for everybody. For sure. To be honest. Um. It gives like I like that our lineup is going to get to face and just see live action against their best pitchers because if we do meet in the World Series, that's what you want to have. You want to yep. have some experience there. That's all I care about in this series and it's, is it, getting good at bats against their top three guys. Hopefully, you see see them a lot. Yeah, right. Because we've wanna... seen McClanahan a bunch already. Yeah. I think we actually faced him earlier in the year, didn't we? I or, think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This so, is our second series against yeah. the Rays. I, I just want to get good. It bats good reads off of these three starting pitchers, mm-hmm. and then maybe get a, a bit of a book on the, some of the bullpen key bullpen yep. guys. So even if we lose two out of three in this, and we get to see their closer a couple times and their setup guy a couple times, I'm not going to be mad about that. Agreed. I think that's good. That that's good. It, it, it's there, a very it, like you uh, know, there is it, it is kind of almost uh, <clears throat> if you do end up facing them in the World Series, it is almost a disservice to that effort. If in the three game series you just beat the shit out of them every yeah. game, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see three blowouts or anything. Be- because you, that, yeah. all you're going to see is their mop up guys. Yeah. You're only going to get one round through the rotation, or one maybe one or two rounds through the lineup yeah. against their most of their good pitchers. Yeah. And by the way, the Rays uh, they don't really make moves. They might pick up a reliever or two. That's kind of within their bandwidth in, at the deadline. But yeah. like this is pr- almost certainly going to be their guys in the playoffs. This is yeah. in terms of the rotation and, and probably definitely the, in the rotation. Just add McClanahan, who we've we've seen in previous years as well, but we've seen plenty of him. Yeah, but yeah, they maybe one arm sometimes. They, they don't make. I mean, it would be funny if they went out and traded for Otani or something. But <laughs> I don't. I don't think the Rays have anybody to trade for him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's what I want to see. I want to see. I want, in particular, I want our hitters to see their starting pitchers as much as possible in the next three games that's all i would care about i would imagine we're fairly familiar with eflin because he's a former philly yeah uh but the other guys and the bullpen guys you you, i i think for that purpose of you almost do want close games so you can get a book on on their bullpen dudes in in particular glass now i assume our guys have faced before a fair amount too uh he's been around for a while so yeah probably seen him probably seen him a few times yeah actually can look because he's pitching tonight right uh yes, Glasnow's time. Have they announced on fucking they, Apple TV? They they probably announced the starters, but or the starting lineups, but nope, not yet. Dumb. I like to see our, the head-to-head matchup and see who's uh, who's faced him before. But either way, um, <clears throat> yeah, this is this is a good opportunity, and for for our pitchers, um, everybody's kind of in a different spot right now. Elder 
is uh, well, Morton is just doing Morton shit. I don't think he's working on anything. He's, no, he just goes out and eats up innings, which is helpful right now. Well, he's eating up innings um, effectively this year, right now especially. for sure. I mean, effectively, he's, yeah. he's pitching fantastically this year. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Elder has had a bit of a command issue lately. Two, four, and two walks in his last three starts. So I. Uh, one of the four was intentional against the Twins, but I, I, I'm sure that he's wanting to dial back and get that command mm-hmm. uh, a little bit and, and make them put the ball in play and stuff, which is good. I mean, he's, he's striking out like somewhere between one and six people a game. He doesn't give a shit about strikeouts, no. so um, not worried about that. <clears throat> and then in game three, I think it's who, – who's pitching game three? For them? For us. Uh, Elders game three. Strider's game two. Oh, Strider's game two. So they're flip-flopping the, the rotation here a little bit. All right. Um, yeah, that's good. You know, I read something for Strider. I think he is actually working on stuff. He's been trying to become more efficient. Yes. Um, and we saw that period where he struggled. He was trying to there, – there was a decrease in velocity. There's mm-hmm. nothing structurally wrong with him. I think he was trying to pitch to contact a little bit. It's like don't don't – Turn your strength into a weakness, dude. Yeah. That's not a good idea. Smolch used to talk about that all the time. If I'm facing like Albert Bell and he loves fastballs low, but my best pitch is fastball low, I'm still throwing that pitch. Oh, yeah. Because it's still hard to hit major league pitching, and I'm going to throw my best pitch. And Strider kind of came out on the other side. He had a couple of rough games. Um, He gave up, what, eight and five runs in back-to-back games or something like that? Yeah, getting smacked around a little bit. But it since then – uh, he's been opening it up a little more. Six, seven, and six point two innings. I know he wants to. Like he, he said it on the post game interview after that Marlins win the other day. He wants to get as deep into the game as possible. That's what he's working on right now. And it's just kind of like yeah, that's what you use the regular season for and, to try to figure what, that shit out with him too. Like a uh, part of it is is certainly probably um, command and efficiency, but mm. another part of it is also just like. People forget, maybe he even forgets or doesn't consider it because he's just so focused on being excellent that he doesn't want to make excuses. But, like, he hasn't really ever pitched that much. Yeah, this is... Like, he barely pitched in college. He, you know, last year we didn't need him to go deep in the game. So it was just like, all right, Spence, go out there and fucking let it rip for five and and two-thirds, you know? Like, so a certain amount of it, too, is probably just his efficiency or lack thereof might be born out of a uh, lack of sort of just game stamina. He's not mm. maybe not being in game shape. So it might just be pitching yourself into, into that efficiency with better, you know, because the more tired you get, the less efficient you're going to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's let's see. Um, I'm trying to, here we go. hundred. So, Including college and minor leagues, he's pitched in 154 games. That's not a lot. That's nothing. No. That's that, like five seasons worth of starts, basically. But he's um, in his third season. Well, I guess second season. But, <clears throat> yeah, he, it's, it's, he's getting there. He's 24. He also had a TJ when he was in college. So I think it was 19 at the time. Right. Um, yeah, he, it's just for him, I think – the whip is the big thing. He's, his whip is 10 points higher this year than it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the strikeout-to-walk ratio is up a little bit. 
So he's definitely trending in the right direction. I think you know it's still major league hitters that you're facing. 100%. Um, I'll, I'll, although I'll say, I will say this, Elder has only pitched in 113 games at all levels. That's not surprising. But he was he probably pitched a lot in high school. I don't think Strider pitched much in high school. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't have the high school numbers. But he <clears> was three years in college, three years in the minors, uh, two two seasons in the majors, but also was in the minors for one of those seasons, and then one it just says one other. I don't know what that means. Yeah, but, uh, who knows? Is what Japan is. maybe, or it's uh, the Arizona Fall League or some shit. Oh, uh, summer league <laughs> is I guess what they're counting. Uh, I don't know where, but whatever. Um, oh, Cape Cod. He pitched in Cape Cod. Uh, but, yeah, I, it's, I'm not worried about Spencer. And, just, and also, I don't know, Elder's just the type of dude that he's just a different different guy than Strider. I'm not worried about Spence. I'm not worried about any of these guys. And I'm not <clears> – <throat> it, it was um, – Soroka looked good as mm-hmm. well. Um against Cleveland, who they're pretty light-hitting, but that was definitely yeah. his best start so far this year. Um, well, you know what? The A's are light-hitting, too, and they tagged him for a couple, so mm-hmm. it's good to see Soroka. And by the way, Soroka pitching out of a lot of trouble. Yeah, I mean, he pitched some pretty high-stress innings, and this is like <clears throat> he's not going to be he's not going to be at full strength as a pitcher and probably until mid to late August, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. right? So... Uh, not too concerned about that. Oh, no, well, not at all. I, the only thing that I, I'm not—it's not even concerned. I'm just kind of curious what's going to happen to this rotation in September and October, to be honest, because it's getting pretty crowded. Yeah, uh, which, I know. Right now, Colby Allard's the odd man out for sure. When when Max comes back, but, I think so. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> not easy to make that decision because he's got a point nine three whip. <laughs> It's like, I think the uh, well, I, they're pre- they've been pretty agnostic about who they want to be in their rotation. You know what I mean? It's not like, man, we really want this guy to work at the expense of yeah. someone else. But I, my assumption is based on previous results and and what they I think they know the ceilings are. They probably really, really want Soroka to work. Okay. Uh, Soroka and Kyle Wright as well. Yeah. So I maybe if. I, I think Kyle Wright's coming back later this month mm-hmm. is what that's my understanding. Or oh. and I'm sorry, Max is coming back yeah, later yeah, this yeah, month. Yeah. Right after the all star break and then Kyle's gonna come back sometime in early August. Is that that's what I've been hearing. I don't know if that's enough time for him to really get in a groove, to be honest. I so. I, my, um, my assumption is you won't see uh, Wright or Soroka in the playoff rotation. Now the only way you might see Soroka in the playoff rotation in my mind is if he goes bananas in the second half, just really finds his groove again, and he's looking real good. And um, Morton just no matter basically no matter what Morton does, he just continues to be Charlie Morton. And then he's like we've talked about before in the show, the more flexible arm in yeah. terms of being able to put him in the bullpen as a sort of uh, put out a fire type of guy, get the game back uh, on steady ground. You know, like maybe whomever we're playing in the division series has, has like a four run second inning, yeah. right? And it's just like all right. Mike doesn't have it today. Put Charlie in. Let's get this settled down before so we so the game doesn't get out of hand. <clears throat> um, I could see Charlie moving to that role if Soroka um, really gets going in the second half, which sucks for Charlie because he's done everything to earn a rotation spot in the playoffs. He's getting paid twenty mil, and if he gets another <laughs> World Series ring, who gives a shit? Right. He's I got mean, two, you don't. I believe you don't get any extra credit for being the starter in a fucking playoff game. True. Um, 
And like I said, that's what he did uh, for the Astros. I, I am really excited, though. The other thing I'm really excited for is uh, obviously our hitters seeing their pitching. But I am Morton's Morton. Not worried about that. But Strider and Elder facing probably the best lineup they've ever faced in their careers. Um, probably. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, yeah, that's probably right. Let me see. I mean, damn close to it. If not, certainly. Um. I don't know if Elder faced the Phillies last year. Obviously, Strider did several times. Mm-hmm. That Phillies lineup did and still does more or less fuck. Um, um, Elder pitched against the Phillies on June 22nd. This year? Yes. Okay. Which is, they're not as good this year as they were last year, but seven innings, no runs against them. Sweet. Um, other good offenses, Elder pitched against the Dodgers on May 24th, six innings, one run on one solo home run um gave up two against toronto which is a great offense mm-hmm. one against baltimore which is a great offense i don't know it seems like he might be all right yeah he's probably good to go <laughs> um strider is i i mean i would throw him out there against anybody i, I Just, think he's got a puncher's chance no him. matter what yeah I, I think what's interesting about the rays lineup to me compared to those other lineups which have um big hitters or mm. whatever this is probably i'll put it this way the most relentless lineup they'll face yeah i mean the dodgers, the, the dodgers in any given year are pretty relentless yeah um, i'll give that i would put them in that conversation as well i mean strider pitched against the dodgers as well gave up two earned four total runs on uh there were a couple of errors in that game <clears throat> oh didn't we played the rangers this year Did these guys pitch against them uh yeah strider pitched against them on the 17th and gave up four runs two Two two-run home runs, I think, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Um, Elder pitched against the Rangers last year, I remember. I believe I was at that game, actually. Um, <clears throat> and then I don't remember if he pitched against them this year or not. Uh, let's see. Against the Rangers. No. He pitched against Toronto and gave up two. Okay. Toronto's got a pretty good lineup, too. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the Rays are going to toss out guys like us, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. one through nine. Everybody's over 100 on the WRC+. plus. I mean, just fucking and good at bats obviously the rays have almost certainly the best um analytics department in baseball mm-hmm. so maybe the dodgers would are better and by they stole all their guys from the rays <laughs> so uh <laughs> like it's the type of thing where it's not just like the talents there obviously but the fucking mental edge is obscene um it's just gonna be a tough test i'm excited to see uh strider and elder go morton i don't care because he's fucking charlie morton he's just old uncle charlie he knows what he's doing yeah and you know just on the the competitive side in the national league right now we're we're pretty much cruising for the rest of this year yeah um what are we up like seven games on the second place team for home field yeah and and it's i believe that's the the i think that's arizona Mm -hmm. and oh with whom we have the tie break yeah and i'm pretty sure that I think Arizona will probably see a slide sometime soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm in no way counting out the Dodgers winning that division. Well, yeah, we'll see about that. <clears throat> the Dodgers are not as good this year as they were last year. Oh, their pitching's a nightmare. Yeah, uh, Urias is having a terrible season. Uh, as a matter of fact, the only guy having a good season in their starting lineup is Kershaw right now, and he's on the IL. But I think that I think that IL stint is just to give him a bookended rest during the All-Star break. Yeah. Um, but Bobby Miller is starting for them he's got like a 450 era gonsolin's era is up this year uh dustin may is going to get another elbow surgery now he's he's dead dead. i mean they're they're not looking great here no um 
And then I don't even know what's in the bullpen at this point. Um, I guess they still. They've Blake. got Gratterall. He's Blake always Trinan. good. Is he still there? Is Blake still there? Uh, I don't know where he must be injured because he's yeah. on the list. But Gratterall is always good. Yeah, Gratterall's he's he's one of the best relief pitchers in baseball. And their closer is Evan Phillips, who's uh pretty been pretty fucking good this year. Okay. Um, might as well just move on then to get really into it in terms of relentless lineups. Well, you want to do a sponsor first? Yeah, we can do a sponsor first. Let's talk about MyBookie, MyBookie.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to double your first deposit up to $1,000. Uh, we're betting a lot of baseball right now because it's summertime. Dan, uh, Delco Dan actually told me the other day he believes baseball is back, and he's hit at least one parlay on baseball this year. Um, you betting any more? Yeah, every day. Do you really bet baseball every day? Yeah. That's fucking great. I've been I've been uh, I haven't done it in like a week, but I, I um, will probably check it out again uh, after the All Star break. I don't or actually what what are the uh, what are the series we got going into the All Star break? If there's anything anything good uh, in terms of like lopsidedness, Rangers playing the Nats, love that. Yeah, um, um, Blue Jays Tigers is probably the best if you're if you're really looking to bet. The only problem is Alex Manoa is going in Game One tonight for the blue jays and this is the worst year this is the I, this is his sophomore year right because he, he just got drafted a couple of years ago yeah um no it's his third year yeah i mean like he had two really good seasons and 105 whip 0.99 whip in consecutive seasons and this year it's 190 yeah it just fell off a it's like what cliff. the hell happened to you it seems like he's probably heading for some kind of surgery at some point um but the back end of that series should be good because the Tigers are one of the worst teams I've ever seen in my life. They're garbage. Uh, yeah, blue, maybe not tonight with the Blue Jays. And, uh, but, I mean, you also get – so there, here's a series I like. You might need to uh, – uh, just in general. I, 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 not everyone's going to sweep, so you might lose these one night. But in general, uh, yeah, Blue Jays, Tigers mm. after tonight. Uh, Rangers, Nats. Um, I like Cubs Yankees too. Cubs are really bad on the road. They're on the they're in the back end of their bullpen. Yeah, I'm sorry, the back end of their rotation for this series to close out the first half. And the Yankees are the only th- like they're really good at home. Is Radon making his uh, debut today? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take the Yankees over the Cubs, and then um, the uh, Giants are playing the Rockies at home. <laughs> For yeah. that series, love that. Uh, Cardinals, White Sox, that's the worst. Don't even look at that. No. That's the worst. Because uh, there, there's parody, but it's also two shitty-ass teams. <laughs> um, but Pirates at Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks um, are a little dodgy at home. They're almost even at home. They play better on the road. But uh, they have the front end of their rotation going. Zach, yeah. Gallon's, Zach Gallon and then so on against the Pirates at home. That's probably a good one to bet on as well. Yeah, I like I like the D-backs tonight for sure. I mean, they're facing Rich Hill, who's having a – like he's got a 450 ERA, but Rich Hill can jump up and bite you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the, other, the other one where you should – where there's a very likely sweep coming is Rockies at Giants. Yeah. Um, I think we're – the Giants are in the middle to back into their rotation to start this series off, but the Rockies are the worst team in baseball. They're so fucking bad. It's like it, – it's we make fun of the A's for being a triple-A – team or a farm system for other baseball teams but this is the this rockies team i think might be the worst team i've ever seen i don't like what what was that that tigers team from like oh five yeah it was middle 2000s they won like fucking 38 games yeah they lost over 100 games that was i think it was oh four oh five and then i mean they were just in like a gross rebuild um 
Yeah, they're pretty fucking bad. Um, they lost 119 games. Good lord. That's fucking brutal. <laughs> um, the I don't hate Houston against Seattle. Uh, I don't bet it tonight. They, uh, Seattle has Luis Castillo going. But uh, Framber Valdez is pitching for Houston tomorrow. Yeah, he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. He's the best starting pitcher in baseball right now. So I, I like I like Houston over Seattle on Saturday. It's sure. close between him and Gallon, but Valdez has the the stats. Yeah. So um, he's absolutely filthy. Another relatively mediocre series. Like I, here's what I will do: um, Reds at Brewers. Um, the Reds are on fucking fire still. Yeah. They play so much better on the road than they do at home for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, um, because that – well, it's because their pitching kind of sucks. But they, that yeah. <clears throat> that uh, uh, ballpark, the Great American Ballpark, is like a fucking T-ball field. It's like 215 to all corners or some shit. I, it's, the, it's the most – have you ever been there? No. It's like – I don't know. You can feel it. You can feel – it feels like a home run derby every time you go there. Yeah. Um, everything's Dude, all open and warm and shit. Uh, that series was so crazy we had with them. I The most entertaining series of the year, maybe in all of baseball, let alone for the Braves. But, like, I, I just saw so many Braves fans like, God damn, Matt Olson can't stop hitting home runs. I'm like, dude, he hit two pop flies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, those were not <laughs> home runs in any other ballpark. But this is a good series to gamble on, uh, I think. Um, uh, Milwaukee's stadium is and you can see it reflected in the over under seven and a half instead of what a typical uh uh in a, in a hitter's park anyways usually you're going to see eight and a half um <clears throat> brewer's stadium is fine to hit in it's not good or bad it's kind of i think it's average but <clears throat> the uh the reds have um abbott going tonight and this dude is just crushing it nobody's seen him yet mm-hmm. he's young um so Pretty much every time he goes, he's got like a point eight eight ER oh or point eight eight whip. Are, the Reds are dogs. Yeah, I know. I, I'm taking. I'm betting the Reds. It's because Corbin Burns is pitching, which fair enough, right? Burns is uh, historically been a very good pitcher, and uh, just let me remind you that in his last four starts, he's given up three, seven, four, and two runs. Um, and the two runs, the one, the game he actually won was uh, the Pirates. <laughs> so you have four runs to Cleveland. You give up seven to Arizona and three to Minnesota. And you're going to put that guy. He's been giving up a lot of home runs too. So you're going to put that guy up against this Cincinnati lineup. That's just crushing the wall right now. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking Cincinnati as a dog tonight. How do you like, um, the Braves raise over under at eight and a half? Who's, who's Morton tonight? Yeah. I'll take, I'll take the over on that. Probably. Yeah, I think so too. I'll probably parlay that with the Reds game and a Braves win. Although the Braves are probably well, they're on the road. Are they dogs? Uh, the Braves are no, they're favored. Yeah, minus one fifteen. Uh, yeah, they're. Mm. And, I won't. I won't take that. I think the Braves win this game, but <clears throat> yeah, I'll take the over because I think good chance Morton and Glasnow both give up multi home runs. Yep. That's kind of the book on these two dudes. Morton, if Morton doesn't walk people, he probably gives up one or two solo home runs in this game. Yeah. If he walks people, he's given up one, two, two or three run home run. That's tip, That's his typical start. Glasnow's been the same this year. He's got a 450 ERA, so yeah, I'm taking the over. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but yeah, mybookie.com. Use the promo code Bros to double your first deposit up to $1,000. 
we touched on this a little bit, but I just want to dive into the numbers. You actually texted me while I was writing this episode, un- unbeknownst to you, and not only writing this episode, but writing this specific part of the episode. You texted me and you go, the Braves have a for the season a team OPS of 842, which is the fifth highest since World War II. Now, fifth highest since World War II, that's like, wow, that's crazy. That's so good, and it fucking is. But let me, let me give you some more modern... A more modern, immediate lens. Well, all the all the pre World War II teams. It wasn't the early forties, right, or whatever the fuck. It was the late twenties and early thirties. New York Yankees murderers row lineup. Right, they're like they're they hold like five of those slots. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, um, but just to <clears> give it like a, a through a more modern lens, right? An 842 OPS means that every it's ba- Ozzy Albie's OPS is literally 842, right? So imagine if every single hitter in your lineup was Ozzy Albies. That's an insane lineup, right? That alone, Al- Albies, who's pushing 30 home runs, has like 70 RBI or something crazy like that. Um, but to even put another spin on this, the Braves lineup, the entire Braves fucking lineup, and this includes the bench hitters, right? Like Pilar and Hilliard and shit like that. This is everyone that's taken at bats. Mm-hmm. They are hitting as in a unit Better than Nolan Arenado or Pete Alonso or one guy we're playing this weekend, Wander Franco. Pete Alonso is like, um, remember that character in the, in the Natural that was like a uh, alleged Babe Ruth guy? Yeah, where all he did was travel around and hit home runs. He, he's like a fucking carnival act at this point. <laughs> I'm I'm over these dudes that hit 200 and hit fucking 40 home runs. I don't care about that. Man. Yeah, it's like. I can live with 220 if you're getting on base. Yeah. And, you know, you're walking a lot and hitting home runs a lot. But, yeah, these dudes who uh, – and, you know, no offense to the Phillies, but Kyle Schwarber needs to get his fat ass over the Mendoza line. Yeah, it, it's been a minute. Like, God damn, dude. It's been a minute. And He's... considering he can't play fucking defense <clears throat> and he can't be the DH because Bryce Harper can only DH at this point. Yeah. Like, you, dude, you got to do something, man. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. So um, Alonzo's on pace for like a 3.4 wins above replacement. That's not a bad year. But it, when you're on pace for 48 to 50 home runs and you're only going to have three and a half wins above replacement, that is a fucking problem. Yeah. That's, that means you're those doing, are vanity stats. You may as well be Russell Westbrook at this point. Yep. Uh, that's a great. That's a fucking fantastic way to put it. But it's that's like, the Mets. Yeah. It's the fucking Mets, dude. Yeah. God, he's, every he's time they up. do something, all my Mets fan friends, like Ari, for example, yeah. Ari Ginsburg, um, he's like, oh, I'm looking forward to the Mets season. I'm like, I, you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> they could sign Jesus and still lose. <laughs> they could sign, let them sign Otani. Let them. Let if they sign Otani, that'll be fucking great. Yeah. Go ahead, fucking sign him. Because that means that's, as, if, <clears throat> if it was the Marlins, which they could never afford him, but if it's the Phillies, that would be a problem. Yes. If it's the Mets, I don't give a shit. It doesn't you. matter. Don't care. It, it's just not, it's not going to, it's not going to hurt you. It's going to hurt baseball. Yeah. It won't hurt, won't hurt the Braves. But for OPS, for team OPS, modern, and I mean like within the last like 30 years, this is the company the Braves are in within a couple of percentage points, within 10, per, like point oh one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking about, uh, let's see, the 96 and 99 Indians. Who were goddamn like insane. Albert Bell and fucking Eddie Hall of Famer Eddie Murray was their fifth hitter, I think. Uh, Kenny Lofton, Manny Ramirez, uh, Omar Vizquel, Jim Tomei. I mean, it's like, all right, cool. And then 
the 2003 Red Sox and the 2019 Astros and that and the 96 Mariners, which which was um, again two Hall of Famers, two well, yeah, plus Jay Buter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like five teams. Plus, I think they in the last was, four uh, years was like Brett Boone still on that team. In '96, he was. I think he was. I know he was on the '01 team that set the record. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh no, he was on the Reds at that point. Sorry, he he played for the uh, for the Mariners after the Braves. Let's see. They had Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Rodriguez, who had a 9.4 wins above replacement that year. I forgot uh, about it. Somehow I forgot about a Rod on that. Edgar team. Martinez, Jay Buhner, uh, Dan Wilson, I believe, is there was their catcher, right? Yeah, he had a 3.4 wins above replacement. Sweet. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was. Uh, they had Mark Witten, who was the was he the last guy to hit four home runs in a game? Is it still know. him? Uh, no, uh, Green or whatever. Uh, or who was that dude? In, Sean Green. Yeah, Sean Green hit four homers. In Did he game. really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, they also had a young Paul Sorrento <laughs> on their team before he. I don't think he really broke out. Yeah, he had like twenty three. Well, he had ninety three RBI that year, but he didn't really get crazy until he went over to the. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, well, no, I guess the Mariners; those were his two best years. Anyways, he was also on that one of those Cleveland teams, yeah, that had all the crazy stats. But yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> three. Well, I, technically, A. Rod's not a Hall of Famer, but let's be real; like he's putting up Hall of Fame numbers, right? Um, so you had two guys. This is this is fucking crazy. Just looking at these numbers. So Edgar Martinez that year, 327, 26 home runs, 103 RBI. Uh, Jay Buhner, 271, 44, and 138. Ken Griffey Jr., 303, 49, and 140. Yeah. Um, A Rod, 358, 36, and 123. <laughs> um, Paul Sorrento, 289, 23, 93. And then their catcher, who hit, I think, seventh in that lineup, or eighth in that lineup, 285, 18, and 83. It's like, what the fuck, man? You don't see lineups like that anymore, but our team OPS right now is uh, .008 behind them. Yeah. So that's how good this Braves team is. I mean, and to keep putting this in perspective of, we like we say on this uh, show all the time, an OPS over eight hundred, you're you're having a good year hitting. Mm-hmm. You are a good hitter if you have an OPS over eight hundred. There are only fifty seven players in Major League Baseball with an OPS over eight hundred. The Braves are at eight forty two. There are only thirty players, not including Albies, who were tied with, who have an OPS higher than the Braves as a team. That's fucking crazy. It's pretty wild. Um but you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, win the whole fucking thing and that's what i want to talk about next well the next highest ops in baseball is the rangers right who's having they're having a great offensive year their their pitching is suspect but they're having a great offensive year they're 40 points behind us in ops right and by the way an 800 team ops is also really fucking good and then the next team beyond them is uh 16 points behind them so the there's 56 points between yeah it's the Rays 56 points between us and the third place team it's fucking insane it, it's goddamn <clears> insane and and every every single hitter on the Braves has a WRC plus over 100 except for Michael Harris who in June had a 167 WRC plus he's he's doing fine the Braves slugging percentage is 500 
as a team. Yeah. That's well, it's four ninety nine, but let's be real. That's insane. That's <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, Spoiled. Hopefully, it's not one of those uh, Golden State Warriors seventy three win season well, situations. That's what I wanted to talk about next. I was thinking about this the other day. I've said this on the show a lot. I said this when we were talking in 2021 about should the Braves punt on 2021 after the Acuna injury or or go for it. And I was like, just punch your ticket, man. Mm. The fucking playoffs are crapshoot. You just got to get in. But I was thinking about it the other day because I get I was getting worried. I was like, yeah, we're crushing it in the regular season. This is all well and good. We crushed it in the regular season last year, and we lost in the first round. And I'm a fucking Braves fan, so I've seen the best regular season teams you can possibly imagine year after year after year not win the World Series, right? And I think there was a time period when it certainly was a bit of a crapshoot um, to 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 win in the expanded playoffs, mm-hmm. the post, <clears throat> the wild card era, and, and on playoffs. And I think a lot of that is a little bit front loaded with the way people used to manage versus how they manage currently, mm-hmm. how they used to roster construct versus how they roster construct now, and stuff like that. And I, I just kept thinking about it, and I was like, you know, last year's World Series. There wasn't really, um, I mean, the Phillies were a wild card team, but it wasn't really like a, that crazy of a, a matchup. And I was like, neither was, like, people say the Braves were because they have 88 wins, but I mean, like, that was the same team that won 100 the next year and yeah. won 90, whatever. And so I started to like thinking, and they played the Astros, who were the fucking Astros. So I started going through the list, and I fully retract everything I said about the playoffs. Fuck the lottery. It's not a lottery anymore. I'm going to run through the last seven World Series. Okay. Every team, the teams that were matched up. All right. Last year, you have the Astros versus the Phillies. The Astros, they're the Astros. Enough fucking said. That was like their third fucking pennant. They're, they're a goddamn dynasty at this point. Mm-hmm. Don't even need to talk about them. We all know they're fucking great. The Phillies, they were loaded. They, they underperformed in the regular season. But I'm sorry, the top of that rotation with Nola and Wheeler, that is as good as any top of the rotation in baseball. And Ranger Suarez as a third isn't. And he was good in the fucking playoffs last year, too. Yep. Yep. Nola stinks. What? Nola stinks. This year he's not great. But. Right. Rangers but are A's. I'm talking last year, though. And then you had... Ranger a- Suarez had a one whip and a 123 ERA in five starts. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. He was, he was deadly. Yeah. And that lineup was absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. with Harper, Schwarber, um, Boom! I mean, all the like they really they had a deep lineup. Their only thing that we ever talked about with them was we weren't necessarily sure about the bullpen, but the bullpen wasn't bad. It just we didn't. It was kind of mid, and then their defense was bad. But they ended up patching that up. And by the way, if there's one thing that I would want to go in, if I had to choose one thing to suck ass going into the playoffs, I'll take defense because especially with with their situation where it was a range problem, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, but you know the the biggest defensive defect on that team, aside from probably, I don't know that Stott is a starting shortstop in Major League Baseball, to be honest. Um, uh, and now now they've got Trey Turner, which obviously is an upgrade. Yeah, and Stott's back over at second base where he belongs. But Castellanos was probably their weakest link. Um, oh, that's another bat, by the way. But and, and he he fucking crushes the ball. Uh, and then Schwarburn left is probably I, I guess he's probably the weakest, but Castellanos fixed his defensive problems. Yes, um, I don't know what his DRS or any of his defensive metrics mm-hmm. are this year, but he and I've seen him play a couple times this year. I've seen him make a lot more good plays than I'm used to him making. A hundred percent. And so that team was very, very, very good. Um, not as good as the Braves, but good enough to justifiably mm-hmm. make the fucking World Series. Right now, let's go back to 2021. 
Astros, don't need to talk about them. Yeah. The Braves, right? That team won 88 games. The Braves are the most recent example of people being like, well, anything can happen in the playoffs. Throw their record that year out the fucking window. Yeah. They were hurt for most of the year. They won 100 games the year after. They won 97 games in 2019. And in the COVID year, they were I, their winning percentage over a full season would have been like a 94-95 win pace, right? Mm-hmm. This team was fucking good. It's the same team we have now. It's, it's a little bit of a lesser version of the same team we have now. But it was a really, really fucking good team. They had the reigning MVP on the team. They had... A dude who finished second in Cy Young in the next. I mean, it's just that team was loaded, right? Let's go to 2020, the COVID year. Dodgers, they're the fucking Dodgers. <clears throat> the Rays, cheap, but always a pretty deep team. Yeah, they're always competitive in the playoffs. 2019, the Astros, again, don't need to talk about them. Dynasty, let's talk about the Nats, all right? They were a nine. They were the wild card team, yes, but it, they were a 93-win team. And more importantly, they had just gotten rid of Bryce Harper. Yes, Always huge. Yeah. So as soon as the Phillies trade him, you guys are going to win. You guys are going to rip one off. For 100%. sure. Um, but anyways, yeah. It, it, Juan Soto, Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner. I mean, oh, that was a fucking nice. Howie Kendrick. Yeah. And then their top of the rotation was Scherzer and Strasburg when he was still alive. Strasburg, yeah. who won the World <clears throat> Series MVP. Mm-hmm. That team was really fucking good. The 93-win team. This wasn't the 2006 Cardinals, who, by the way, in their own right, weren't as bad as they looked. They were just hurt all fucking year. And then you go 2018, the Red Sox and Dodgers. What the fuck do I even have to say about that yeah. one series? Then you go to 2017, the Dodgers and Astros. Again, I don't have to fucking say anything about that. They're fucking loaded. Let's go back to 2016. Cubs and Indians, two different teams finally. Yeah, but the Cubs, like it's, you, you hear Cubs and you hear Indians, you're like, well, the Indians haven't won since 1954. And at the time, the Cubs hadn't won since, what, 1908, I yeah. think? Or 1906, one of those Eight. two years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this Cubs team had Anthony Rizzo... Uh, uh, Addison Russell, Chris Bryant hit 40 home runs, Jorge Soler, Dexter Fowler, and Jason Hayward. That's probably the best defensive outfield in baseball that year. Yeah, they also had Javi Baez, I believe. Javi Baez was coming off the bench. Uh, Wilson Contreras was getting at bats. Um, um, it was. This might be the most flexible World Series team I've ever seen. Ben Zobrist? Yeah, b- because of Ben Zobrist. His wife is quite flexible as well. I'm told. <laughs> um, but with that's the, a whole with other... With the yeah. rules of marriage. <laughs> But they had um, they had one, two, three, four dudes in the starting lineup get two hundred or more plate appearance. Not in the starting lineup, get two hundred more plate appearances. That's yeah. how fucking and it wasn't because of injury. That's how flexible this team was. Um, and their starting rotation was John Lester, who's one of the best playoff pitchers of our era. Jake Arrieta, Jake, too. And then Kyle <clears throat> Hendricks and John Lackey. I mean, John Lackey, another great playoff arm. Yeah. And then Kyle Hendricks, just a good pitcher. Their bullpen, they brought over Aroldis Chapman from the Yankees that year, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And fucking Madden almost ran him into the ground, but he was still great. And then you're like, okay, well, the Indians are kind of always a cheap uh, Midwestern team, small market, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. They had... Mike Napoli, Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez, fucking Carlos Santana, killers. And then Rajay Davis, who was a good role player. Yeah. But their rotation, Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, Carlos Carrasco. I mean, they were loaded. They brought over Andrew Miller in the bullpen. He had like the one of the best years mm-hmm. a reliever's ever had in the they playoffs. They got him from what, the Yankees, I think? Is that right? I don't remember. Man, did he come from the Yankees too? I think so. But they just, both of these teams were stacked. Absolutely stacked. Uh, yeah, he came from the Yankees. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny that the Yankees had those dope relievers who couldn't do anything. The, the Indians even had a, a fucking uh, – he didn't really play much, but a young Michael Brantley was on that team. Um, these teams were stacked. 
You have to go all the way back to 2015 when you have two teams that you can reasonably say had serious holes in in there with the Mets great rotation mm. weak lineup and with the Royals that was just like but they had a good rotation and a great bullpen and great defense yes. and and the lineup was just kind of like plucky yeah <clears throat> yeah but that's I mean one out of seven that's not that's not much that's like what fucking 12 and a half percent yeah so but look at I mean more, it seems like what you're seeing is more than more often. Well, not just more often than not, but most of the time, the two best teams from each league make it into the playoff or make it into the World Series. It would seem that way, or the or the two maybe not the two best teams, quote unquote, on paper, but the two best teams. Uh, uh, like it, it isn't a shitty team that just happens to be on a run, which has happened in hockey before, yes. right? You just have a hot goalie and you make it into the third round because you're goalie and then you get fucking annihilated by the better team. I think you could even reasonably <clears throat> make that case with some of those Giants teams that won the World Series in the 2010s. Yeah. Um, the 20... Well, the first one especially. Yeah. Before... The 2010 team. Yeah, I don't think... Buster Posey wasn't there yet, right? No, he was there. He, he won was the there, MVP that year. I but think. they had... Their starting first baseman was... It was before Belt. It was Aubrey Huff, who had like yeah. a mediocre season that year. Yes. And I think he was hurt for the World Series. I don't think he was even in the lineup. It was a weak team. Yeah. I mean, the, the rota- <clears throat> in, even the rotation wasn't that great. Bumgarner was excellent, but this was... Linsicum wasn't Linsicum anymore. Yeah. He was already sliding. And their closer was... that Wilson little, was dope. Uh, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. And then the setup guy was... Romo. Romo, so that was they that were, was pretty good. Yeah, and and I don't know about definitely in ten and twelve, those two guys were both good. Mm-hmm. I don't remember after well, Wilson that. was gone by twelve already. Where Sergio he, Romo. Oh, I that's right. He went over. to the Dodgers or some shit. He, didn't some he? Weird, yeah, but um, I mean, and that but that twenty ten team was more just like interestingly constructed. They had like Pat Burrell and shit like that. But uh, the the last seven World Series have featured, I would say, both of the teams in the World Series for the last seven years have been a top like three or four team in baseball in terms of talent. Even if they didn't perform like it because of injuries and stuff like that, just on fucking paper, like looking at them, you would think like that seems to be a top three or four mm. team in baseball. Yeah. So I think it makes me even more nervous now for, for the playoffs just because it's like I don't really think there's much of an excuse to lose to anyone, anyone in the National League. Anyone, unless the Dodgers go insane at the trade deadline and basically reconstruct their rotation, I don't think we have an excuse to lose to anyone in the National League. And then, I don't know, call it what two teams in the American League: mm-hmm. the the Rays and and uh, look, I'll never count the Astros out. So I'll say th- uh, the Rays and Astros. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh... <clears throat> There's some other interesting teams. The Rangers, if they can figure out something with their rotation. I don't um, think the Rangers can, with our lineup, I don't think they can trot out some version of their rotation they have now and yeah. hope to win over the course it, of the It'll be games. rough. I mean, if they, if, they, if they happen to match up with a team that's struggling offensively at the time or just pitch, pitching forward and, and less offense forward, maybe they got a shot, but... Probably not. I mean, I think the Astros sometime over the next month or so are going to take over first place in that division anyways. Um, And all of the other teams that are super competitive this year either have big holes or they're super young. Not that being super young is always a death sentence, but I don't see just like the Orioles have a really good lineup. 
I, I don't know about their rotation. I mean, Tyler Wells is having a great year. But aside from that, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty lean in their rotation. Mm-hmm. And the Orioles, by the way, almost certainly not going to have home field against anyone they play past the division series. Yeah. Um, so they wouldn't have it against the Rangers as of right now. They wouldn't have it, obviously, against the Rays. Um, but we think the Astros, I guess, overtake the Rangers, so they wouldn't have it against them either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just – this team is – it's not just regular season deep, the Braves. Mm-hmm. The Rays, too, for that matter. Not just regular – they are not just regular season deep. They are every they – are, they are just deep, period. I think the Marlins can be trouble in the playoffs, too. Probably not for us. I mean, we are – but fucking them in the regular season. We, yeah, we we I think we're nine and one against them. Um, <clears throat> I, but I don't. They they could be trouble for teams, but like they're gonna need a bat. I am not afraid of that lineup. No, they need a bat. And I mean, Gene Segura is having a shit year. Usually, he has he's way better than this. I don't know what's going on with him. I'm certainly not afraid <clears throat> of them in a seven game series. No, uh, and J- and Jazz Chisholm's been hurt pretty much all year too. He that dude's made of glass. Yeah, and um, look, their best hitter is probably what uh, it's either Soler or Rez, and Soler scares me, but he's kind of either a home run or an, I love him, but he's kind of either a home run or an out, decent on base mm-hmm. tool, but not amazing. And then Arez, oh no, he's going to hit a single, mm. right? Like okay, that sucks if there's a guy in second, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not concerned about them, but with. We'll see. Alcantara's still having trouble. He's still having command issues right now, but mm. he's very capable. And then uh, Jesus Lazardo was very capable, and Yuri Perez is also really fucking good. I mean, they've got three legit. The Lazardo and Perez are pretty young, and Alcantara, who's coming off of Cy Young, obviously is having a bit of a down season, but he's still who he is. Yeah. Um, that's those three guys are that that's right in the top five for top three rotations. And uh, and our top three of the rotation in all of Major League Baseball, so they can cause some problems. I think they have serious bullpen issues. They've well. got bullpen issues. They's all, they also have like seven to nine hitter issues. Joey Wendell, I don't give a fuck about right. that. Like it's look, and then for a 1990s team, Joey Wendell at shortstop hitting eighth or something that Fine. makes total fucking sense. But these days, I just don't. That yeah. doesn't fucking do anything for me. They they also I will say this about the Marlins. Um, great year. Definitely a talented team, like no mm-hmm. no question about that. Um, I just think freakish. because of the front end of the rotation, they could be a problem for somebody in the in the. In well, the playoffs. Here, here's what I was going to say, and you can <laughs> comment on this in terms of like what you think it might mean for the playoffs. Could mean nothing. Could mean bad. Could mean good. Mm-hmm. Um, freakishly good record in one run games this year. Yeah, they've won. They're like thirty and what? what is I mean, it? they're they are like a ten games over five hundred in one run games or something crazy like that. Let's see. Um, it is expanded. They are twenty one and five in one run games. That's. I mean that, but that's like having um, a super high BABIP. You know, yep. it's like that probably isn't sustainable. Sometimes it's a sign that you're really good. But if you look at the other really good teams in baseball, like the Braves are 14 and 15 in one-run games, do you think that the Marlins are better than them? Right. That's obviously not the case. So, well, did you see their most recent one-run win? Uh, the Rays? No, the Marlins. No. <clears throat> uh, it was on that Cardinals throwing error where the oh, yeah. Jordan Christ. Hicks throwing it over the head of, of Goldschmidt, but like with a lob. Yeah. And it went, for those who didn't see it, look it up. It's, it's, you would be pissed off at your little leaguers for, for this happening. The winning run scored from first base on a throwing error. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was a one-run win. I mean, that's literal luck, right? Yeah. Like, that's... 
Yeah, if you and if you look at um, there, there's a there's a metric um, expected win loss record. It's kind of like fielding independent ERA mm-hmm. basically. Um, for the Braves, their expected win loss is fifty eight and twenty eight, which is exactly what their win loss record is. Um, for the Marlins, their record is fifty one and thirty eight, and their expected win loss is forty three and forty six. So they're about eight games better. Yeah, yeah, they're getting quite a bit of help. Yeah, from circumstance i guess i don't know and look maybe they make a move i hope well i don't hope they make a move i guess but i, I guess i hope for their fans and for baseball mm. they they make a move they they certainly are capable of with that rotation like you said they're capable of doing something oh yeah yeah we'll see how it goes um but there's no team in baseball that fucking worries i mean the other best team in baseball are the rays and i don't i don't fear them to be honest uh not not with this braves team but we'll see there's a lot of time left. There's we'll a see. whole half a season to go. Got to mm-hmm. stay healthy. You got to stay in a groove. Teams are going to get healthy. Teams are going to mm-hmm. make moves. I'm specifically the two teams that scare me uh, are are in terms of what happens when they get healthy and or make moves are the Dodgers and Astros. Yeah, and the Phillies actually. To be quite honest, they're they're don't catch us in five game series again. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we retired, man. I uh, I just the Phillies they got to get it together, man. Mo- They're in, in danger of missing the playoffs. Yeah, mostly Schwarber has got to get it together. I don't know what he's done historically. Um, but the- like he, he's, he usually has a pretty – he's a slow starter. Even last year, he had a good season last year. He had 46 home runs, but 169 in April, 196 in May. Better in, in June, but July he hit 168 last year. Um, it's like gets better as the season goes on, but – you got to get better now, dude. You guys are behind. Like, you can't afford to do this shit. Uh, I mean, it seems like there's going to be... The Marlins, are all, barring a collapse, are going to be a wildcard team. And then there's three teams in the West, mm. right? Like, the Dodgers, Giants, and D-backs aren't fucking around. So, the I mean, the Mets are cooked, and the Central's only sending one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, man, the Phillies got to... I, 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 would, I would hope, if I was a Phillies fan, that they'd be making moves with that... With that, especially with the lineup they have, like Real Muto and everybody else, and and like it's not old, but it's older. Like there is a window with them, you know. Yeah. So you would think. Yeah, and and also for the Phillies, Bryce Harper's got to start doing something. I mean, it, I, I know he's coming off an injury, but <clears throat> I need to see a little bit more power because there has been none. Yeah. I don't know what his uh let me see if I can see what his exit velo has been this year. K rate exit velocity. His average exit velocity is down about two miles per hour this year over last year. And his his launch angle dropped from eleven point eight to eight. That seems like it might be more troubling than two two points on the yeah. exit velo. I mean, it's that's that's a timing issue probably. Yeah. He's just getting out in front of the ball. Or he's getting jammed a lot. Yeah. Um. So maybe he figures that out. But you know, when your two best hitters are both kind of struggling, obviously you're going to struggle. Yeah. Certainly. Um. Well, that's all I fucking got. Yep. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>